2: moms of Bravo. Real, 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 real moms of Bravo.
0: Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hopefully, you have all had a chance to rewatch the reunion, possibly watch the unedited version, um, or just you know had time to think with your thoughts. That was a lot. I first I didn't like that they started off with the sit downs, and now I think it was a good way to go after seeing how sandoval got in three words started crying and everybody jumped on him now before anyone calls me a hypocrite i actually loved it that they jumped on him i think he deserved it i had no problem with it typically i don't like when it's a gang up but this is the one thing where like tom shouldn't have anyone in his corner and the fact that he semi had lisa in shorts i was like nope everyone else go gangbusters on him
2: some people wait a (laughs) life for a moment like this. Bravo's Sorry, waited a lifetime. For I this. mean, literally lived up to everything. I want to give a quick mini shout out to Kansas City for showing up and showing out at Kelly's Westport for the watch party. But I was pleasantly surprised with the sit downs. I think in this day and age where everything has been somewhat spoiled, I've been wanting to like be surprised by watching this <laughs> reunion. And that surprised me. Tom I surprised me um uh, well not really but I well, well what will I say did surprise me with Tom was Andy Aston if he got off on him I loved that chick and his mistress at Bravocon
0: I mean now I'm like kicking myself for not going to that concert although I will say like we had so much fun that night and I was like could you imagine being at Tom's concert right now it'd be so lame um Yes. Okay. Let's okay. So the sit downs, I'm looking forward to the sit downs. This will for everyone wondering. So what they've put out there and what we know is that the actual sit down. So the full version of that his conversation with Ariana, Tom, and Raquel is going to be the part three, and they're going to do a separate episode secrets revealed, I believe. Are they? Com- yes. So I think there's an additional. So we yeah. have
2: two parts and then a secret revealed and then the extended uncensored versions on Peacock.
0: And then um, part two, though, will be Raquel joining um, because Sheena has to leave. So um, and then also there as they hyped up, we've been hearing about this for a uh, week and a half now. There is going to be some sort of. Big truth bomb exploding in part two. Contracts have not been put out yet for this upcoming season because production believes that what happens with this reveal will potentially make it where some people do not want to film anymore and they don't want to have a season where there's people who clearly aren't interested and are just like being forced to record or being forced to film. We've all seen that before. Like you can tell when people just aren't in it and they're like, well, I had to do this because I signed a contract, but then this you know, stuff happened or even worse, you get like, a Robin situation where you just convince everyone else to cover your lie and then it gets exposed and everyone's pissed off. So I think they're doing the right thing. I can't imagine what it would be other than the fact that Raquel and Brock did hook up like would that. I, be, I can't think of anything else that would force people not to want to film more than what's already been out there.
2: So there's a rumor. Do you want me to tell you the rumor
1: Duh. that I'm hearing?
2: Okay. There's a rumor that. Tom and Rachel's relationship or something happened. Oh, it goes back well, to Rochella. Yes. Yeah. And James. That's a rumor. You know, I don't know I if don't that's know. really that
0: shocking at this point though. Is it? I don't like, know that it is either, but
2: I guess it's like the gravity of the lie. And now you, I mean, I think it would probably yeah. just amp up the entire cast even more. I don't know though. So that's, that's what the rumor is. But listen, guys, I'm like, I honestly don't even want to know the rumors. I just want to be able to just
0: watch and find out. (laughs) This is kind of like, like, I think I've referenced this a lot on the podcast, but like the first time you watch the sixth sense, it's like, I don't want like, you know, like I don't want it ruined. I don't want the ending told to me. I want to see it all build up and happen. So some big truth is going to be revealed next part. All right, let's go into this part. We've talked a lot about what the scheduling and what's happening. Okay. So Andy asked, do you get off? While they're filming part one, there is a trailer in the parking lot that is more than a hundred feet away. And that is Rachel's trailer. The fact that there is a like sign that says Rachel's trailer, or like a little like caption on the screen, Rachel's trailer more than a hundred feet away. But then we keep seeing her like they're filming her watching part one, her fucking smug ass smile. I've never wanted to smack somebody more in my life. And I have three children and I'm not condoning violence towards children at all, but let's just say your kids test your patience. And there's times where you're like, Oh my God, I like, I'm going to lose it. I want to like punch a wall, but I, nothing has like pissed me off more than that. It's
2: sociopathic. Like I am convinced, especially when we're going to see the parts with her and Tom, that she really feels like it's us against the world. Like they have this mentality even though they did the most heinous thing, she's a fucking rat, to quote Ariana, which I loved. Um, but the rat and the So did the rat, rat hit rat... hit harder at this time than New Jersey? Actually, yes. Good question, Abby. It did. It did, yeah. actually. It hit harder because, I don't know, it's Vanderpump and we're throwing out poopoo head. Yeah. And so I'm here <laughs> with the rat. The rat poo-poo head. Uh, but I... I just feel like those two really feel like they're really living their truth. And it's like, you guys don't get it. And they never did. We see really in part one, at least Tom, I mean, yeah, he did say, sorry, but he's never like really taking accountability for like what happened.
0: He thanked everyone for supporting Ariana. Yeah. Like he didn't say it's like weird. He really isn't taking accountability. Katie hit the nail on the head when she's like, or maybe it was Lala. I can't remember. It was like, you're bringing up stuff from like six, seven years ago to try to like divert all of this attention from you. Like, yeah, James messed up. And he was like talking, like throwing, like he starts off by like saying like, well, James, you know, banged Kristen while we were still dating. She'd also already banged Jax and you were banging Ariana. Like, <laughs> let's like, what what are you trying to prove here? Yeah, it was a toxic relationship. No one's disagreeing with that. Like, oh my
2: God. When James, like I was not expecting that moment to happen so quickly from the start. Off the, yes. Like off the bat. Like he's ready to fight. That's this is where we get the warm. You're warm with the mustache. <laughs> And then you have like Andy like lecturing him a little bit, guys. If you've not watched the uncensored version, this is where you will see in this part, which is so truly iconic. Um, James goes, "You ugly fuck," and Andy goes, "Are you calling me an ugly fuck?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, no." He was like throwing out like words to Sandoval, but these are some of the tidbits and things that you're getting in the uncensored version, which. I mean, I didn't know I could hear more F-bombs in succession, and I'm pleasantly surprised that I'm hearing it on Vanderpump Rules.
0: Uh, I also want to take a moment to talk about the fact that, I mean, Vanessa, I think you've converted. If you were once a Schwartz apologist, like this will probably move you over to the side of being like, I can't defend this guy anymore. What really killed me was when he tried to make it sound like he and Katie were still going to have a friendship, and she was like, I don't have friends with people that I don't like that. Don't have respect that aren't honest, that aren't like that do the right thing. And he's like, see, we're only going to have a friendship if it's by your rules. And I like started laughing. I'm like rules. These are general pillars of friendship. If you don't respect someone, if you can't trust them, if you're not honest, if you don't do the right thing, why would anyone want to be friends with you? Like it, to me, I was just like, that's not her rules. These are just general, like universal like, acceptance of a friendship, like things to like just the things that just happen in a friendship. And then what really got me was
2: not only after he apologized
0: after he oh no when he apologized and then he said it was liberating to kiss
1: Rachel. Yes.
0: Ugh, That to me. Also, I just the fact that he wanted to admit that this was all a smoke screen cool maybe it was liberating and maybe you felt like i've got my single swagger back or i was so upset because you know katie's moved on and i haven't whatever it was okay dude like i get it to a certain extent but this was a cover-up for schwartz and rachel and the fact that he won't admit it either means he's so brainwashed by sandoval or he just is truly like a horrible human being oh my god
2: it. horrible and i like could not get over the fact like yes like I'm a short was a short apologist and literally seeing him not give the worst apology. You don't apologize to your ex-wife and then say it's liberating to kiss somebody and how it brought you so much life. And then while Lala calls out like, you're sick, this is sick. Like literally after this, you knew they had a one night stand. Like you knew they had slept together. That is so gross and dirty. And then not only that it's, The fact that during the glamping trip when he made that dig at Rachel and was like, oh, Rachel's attracted to men that
0: are taken. And he said he did that knowingly that they were hooking up. So that's the thing to me. You can't just sit here and make these passive aggressive jokes and then be like, I didn't know. I didn't have an opportunity. I kept telling Tom to do the right thing. I'm like, no, you made it like. Like it was an inside joke between you and Sandoval and Rachel. like that's disgusting. it's also, it's gross and, and so disrespectful to Ariana. Yeah. like
2: how fucked up is that? like you're literally making jokes about her being attracted to guys that are taken in front of Ariana like the level of disrespect is un. Believable. Well,
0: And then they brought up the whole trip that happened in January where it was, like, it was just me and Sandoval going snowboarding. And I agree with like Ariana. She's like, well, then why wasn't I invited? If all of a sudden you're bringing Joe and Rachel's going. And I like how she said and you hear this in the unedited version and you couldn't tell in the live version what she was really saying. But she said, what was it then? Just a fuck fest. And like, I mean, I think that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, and the fact that my favorite during that moment was James yelling.
2: Raquel doesn't even
0: like to <laughs> snowboard. Well then they cut to Raquel and she's like rolling her eyes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I can see why maybe she's in a treatment center after this reunion because like if I were to watch myself first, I can't imagine ever doing this. But if I did and I had like then watch myself like have no remorse and like roll my eyes, like it's almost like she's like, I can't believe they're being so mean to me. It's like I don't know. She, she needs to do a lot of
2: self-reflection. I mean, I, yeah, something's definitely wrong there, but the Schwartz of it all, and even, okay, let's just cover all the Schwartz hate now before I want to get your take on LVP. But when he also starts to talk about Joe, Joe comes up and he, you know, Katie's like, yeah, she used to be,
0: um, Dowdy's best
2: friend. Dowdy's best yeah. friend. Like, the minute they she moved in, they, like, she blocked her number, blocked Dowdy's number, and he's like, it's a situation ship. Like, we really made each other happy at one time. We have boundaries, a.k.a. he can do whatever the fuck he wants, yeah. and this girl is so desperate to be with him. And then the fact that he yells at Katie for leaving comments, and he's like, I'll send a cease and desist. We'll send a yeah. cease and desist. And I was like, whoa and then james the number one guy in the group james in. it's like yo that's mean like he's like defending katie like what a wild world are we living in that katie and james are on the same team and then also (laughs) that schwartz has spent more time defending joe in that one single moment than he ever did with katie
0: it's it was sad all around and the fact he was like you're trolling her she just basically was like she kind of I don't she did it in a mean way but I don't think it was full-on trolling and I don't think you can send a cease and desist for saying I don't like somebody like she wasn't doing anything harmful um yeah I like this was such a bad bad
2: reunion for short I mean listen guys you guys know at we said it a million times I've left shorts I'm apologize but in terms of this guy making a comeback this was not it um he could have easily thrown him under the bus rightfully so to save his own ass but he didn't he and did
0: he did not so all mm. right <laughs> yeah i i'm curious to see what the future holds for these two um i mean we're seeing you know the most extras um are on Groupon at places that only hold 900 people to begin with um so these aren't like large venues like i don't know they're giving away a lot of free tickets like i i'll be curious they claim that the restaurant's doing okay but um I don't know. Who knows? But listen, like one thing I have to remind myself, as
2: horrible as Tom Sandoval is, we have to also remember, imagine Jax Taylor if this was all yeah. happening oh. at the time where he slept with faith while a retired, like not retired, an elderly no, woman. It was like a like yeah. a nurse, you know, like
0: she all in home have health done
2: yeah. horrible things. It just hasn't gotten to the level of betrayal with the Rachel aspect. So like it's very, I'm not rude. Well, for that's him, what you James guys by any means said. It's just literally like yeah. l- five years. This is why we keep watching this show because <laughs> it evolves and changes so much. Like, literally, we were blocked by Jax, and now we want to be uh, like kind of want to be unblocked and
0: want to watch. It's our a personally. wild, wild yeah. world.
2: And that's the beauty of reality TV, honestly.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, before we get into LVP, I do want to give a shout out to the fact that something about her made $200,000 off the merch. Shout out. Woo!
2: And the faces on the guides when they shared oh. the number. It was every I mean I'm sure
0: they're livid. They we found out that they had to get they took They had ten percent ownership in TomTom, and now they it was five percent. It was five percent. So they each
2: got. So they uh, because they needed help with the restaurant. Lisa was so generous and gave them their five percent back, which was fifty k each. One thing that came up in the uncensored version, and honestly, I wish it made it, was whether or not um, Sandoval's been able to pay his mom back. Oh, and Andy asked, "Have you been able to pay your mom back?" And he's like, "No, not yet." He's like I will do everything I can to pay her, but no not yet. And he's like it's not like a life or death situation, is it? And she's like no. He's like no, I will, you know, wherever it comes from, um I will be pay- I will pay her back. And then it, the conversation went into the 50k. Okay.
0: That was like a mystery,
2: but it was yeah. really like interesting little tidbit there from the uncensored version.
0: Also, for those of you wondering, um, his mom's 401k comes from being a first responder. And I know like she gave him that money, but there's just something about it to me that's like, I don't like when you like put like your own like life on the line f- to help other people and to like better a community. I just am like, oh, my God. The fact that like she's not getting like she doesn't have her retirement because of him. Yeah. Um, so fucked up. It's really messed up. Okay, let's talk about LVP, who I don't know why she's trying to play Switzerland here. And in doing so, it seems like she's teamed the Toms. Oh, uh, yes. A
2: million percent. It started out with Lala. Lala calling Tom the future Randall Emmett. And, you she's, know, that's, saying that. Yeah, he's dangerous. Then, yes. And LVP is like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that's a bit too far here. Mm. And, you know, saying that he's not the most dangerous. She's like, that's my opinion. And I didn't ask for anyone else like Lala barked back and we rarely ever see these people bark back. But I think they realize the show has so much legs without her that I feel like their fucks are flying out
0: the window. I loved it when they were like, like uh, LVP is like, well, I'm just giving you like, you know, my thoughts on it. And she's like, thoughts rejected. Like she was just like, I don't care. I don't need your thoughts. You're not the matriarch of this group. You think you are. Like she walked up and I really love all of you. And even Katie kind of had a face like F off, bitch. Like you got to pick a side. I get your business with these people and that if Tom, Tom goes south, like that sucks. But like you pick these people to go into business with, like you're going to have, maybe you're gonna have to take some few, few punches here, but do the right thing. Like Have you learned nothing from Tom Schwartz? Like had Tom Schwartz actually like, put pressure on sandoval i don't think he ever did i think he was like man you should tell ariana but i don't think he ever said you need to do it by this date or you should do it by then but had he actually done the right thing come forward like i can't let my business fail like i i can't let this happen anymore i'm telling ariana just out of being a good person i think it'd be totally different and i think if lvp were to like see this happening and be like look i'm in business with these people but ethically and like morally i can't agree with any of it like i just feel like she's trying Way too hard to either, I don't know, like defend her place, help her business. I don't know what it is, but it's coming across as like really gross. And we got a ton of DMs of people being like, of course, she's not defending women. Like it seemed like a lot of people were like, she's very anti picking the women's side.
2: Um, guys, you, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know, we've been off the LVB train. since she yeah. didn't show up to the reunion. And during puppy gate, I've always felt like she's super manipulative. I feel like she leaked all the radio online stories. So if you're quickly catching up, um, go ahead and look back at all these moments yeah. where she's really shown us who she is. Um, cheekiness aside, I feel like she hides behind humor, but she is a shitty person. Yeah. Shitty really- person who is rooting for like Sandoval. Yeah. And the fact that Ariana towards the end was like, I, you know, have to... She basically was like, anyone who's friends with him, I will not will no longer be friends with. Yeah. And Lisa looks over at her. Well, does that include me? Like, she started. Yeah, to so that's like not a- fair.
0: And yeah, I think like Ariane even said, well, it will change the dynamic. And how could it not? Like, if you know, it. Let's just say that, like, you know, Kevin cheated on me with one of my best friends, and as we had this horrible, ugly divorce. And you're like, well, you know, he does my taxes. I'm still going to be like nice to him. I'm like, find another accountant, find somebody else to kick, buy them out. Lisa, find somebody else to go into business with. Like they're only 5%. So, and you put their name on the damn door. So like figure it out. But like, I don't know. I just, I can't, how would it not change the dynamic? Like Ariana is not going to trust Lisa with, and she's not going to talk to her as freely as she would some of the other girls.
2: It's also like kind of says everything that Ariana and Katie didn't do something about her, her with her. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, you kind of like, you see it for what it is. But um one other uncensored moment that I want to like mention, and if you guys decide to go watch it, but they go into detail, is Lala compared... Um, Tom Sandoval's behavior to his breakup with Kristen and Bravo did a side by side of the conversation that Kristen and Tom Sandoval had versus a breakup conversation or not the breakup, the finale conversation that Ariana and Sandoval had where he's like, we didn't have sex. We weren't doing this. We weren't hanging out they kind of go into that a little bit more um Mm. and it's kind of funny and uncensored version because they kept giving shit like they were like lala you weren't even there like what she goes i watched it on tv like, i know what's happening and ariana was like i lived it and it was actually kind of fair so that's another little moment that we didn't get um again like the uns they talk about mushroom the mushrooms like of it all like it's just very very delightful and satisfying to I may watch it again and I've never said that about any reunion I think you and I are always so like exhausted just, by the yeah. drama of a reunion and this is one where I'm like I could watch this again
0: um okay Wait, there's one more point I wanted to make about this as we were talking about um the fact that like tom kept going back to certain things okay did it bother you that Tom kept saying when people were talking about what happened at the Mondrian and all he kept being like it's a one night stand, it was a one night stand. I said you can't call it a one-night stand if it then turns into a seven-month relationship. No. I like this it was bothering me. It was also bothering me how Schwartz later said like something about
2: how you act with a one-night stand, the way he he worded something really strange, where was like, What the fuck are you saying? You still cheated on your partner of nine years. One stand or not, you still cheated with a best
0: friend. How about like, Andy basically saying that the only people who can sit here with like, like that are clean is Katie and LVP? I was like, oh. for a minute, I'm like, what about Sheena? But then I was like, oh, she cheated with Brandy's husband, Eddie Cibrian. So Just, I was like, uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of people like, what, what makes this different? And even, um, LVP said at one point, she's like, people cheat every day. I was like, I think it's just the like layers of involvement. The fact that like Sandoval helped James and paid for half of his proposal to Raquel, the fact that Raquel continued to try to be so close with Ariana while sleeping with her boyfriend. Like it was just, there are too many layers to it that make it just so diabolical and like a large level of manipulation. Oh
2: yeah. It was, I mean, I think it was the best friend of it all. I mean, I think Ariana said like to Andy men are trash and he's like, Oh, sorry. I co-signed
0: that. I co-signed
2: that. But it was literally this person who she trusted and had these intimate conversations on camera and off camera. Meanwhile, she's fucking her boyfriend.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Uh,
2: It delivered. Um, St. Louis. Abby, for your
0: part two watch party. Part two at Faloni's in um, St. Louis. It's like at the corner of um, McCausland and Manchester. And um, hopefully it's great weather because they have a really cool patio. But yeah, we will be watching part two. Um, get there anytime around like 730. And um, obviously the show starts at eight. But yes, it'll be a great time. Really excited. And then part three, we're heading back to Kansas City.
2: Yeah. So at Kelly's, we're doing it again. So see you
0: KC, at Kelly's
2: June 7th for the final installment.
0: All right. Before we dive into summer house, which was very intense, but it's hard to compare anything to Vanderpump rules. We want to take a minute to talk to you guys about Dave. It is an amazing bank app. I mean, a lot of times life happens. Uh, We have dogs, we have kids, they get super sick. You get hit with a bill that you weren't expecting. Dave is the banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit check. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now or go to dave.com slash realmoms. That's dave.com slash realmoms. Sign up for extra cash, an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees do apply. Banking services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Again, that's dave.com slash real moms. summer house um all right I feel like it happened lifetimes ago (laughs) at one point I was like did we only have Vanderpump this week to cover like like today as I was preparing for this I was like oh yeah we have two other shows that happened it does feel like it was a lifetime ago and for those of you wondering like well wait Teresa getting married aired we're not covering it guys we're exhausted by this wedding we're done with it um we'll come back for the reunion but yeah I was like basically whatever happens is gonna come up the reunion so um, I will say smart of Bravo to do Teresa gets married and do the reunion. So there isn't like this weird, like, well, we're not going to talk about that. Cause that's my special. Um, okay. Whew, summer house. Um, wh- let's just, I mean, it's basically all about, for the most part, Lindsay, Carl and Danielle. And we get a little sprinkle of Paige and Craig um, and a little sprinkle of everyone else. But that was like the main just of it. Um Before we dive in, I do want to give a special like not an actual shout out, but like a little love on the podcast to Sierra who had the best costume. Like, oh, she, my God, it was her so funny. Nose
2: put on like <laughs> and her ear kept falling off. Yeah, I was dying. I love the commitment, especially such a hot woman like herself to be an mm-hmm. avatar. Uh, and then, of course, Kyle was like oddly attractive. He's like, I kind of find you attractive. But I loved it. And one of my favorite things on Bravo is watching people have serious conversations in <laughs> costumes because it's so fucking funny. And watching her throughout this episode made me laugh because she was in full face
0: avatar i mean how could you not laugh at that it was it was amazing um all right let's talk about just the awkwardness of like everyone's you know ready for this party and when Lindsay and carl come back it was like so weird also you could tell i don't think Lindsay was planning on attending the party because all she had was like some just like basically like leopard print cover-up it didn't or if she was gonna go she wasn't committing yeah, I and typically she tends to go all
2: out. I think my it's this has been really tough as someone who loves have both has loved both yeah. of them, but I will say I get being Lindsay was super protective of Carl and it was like no you shouldn't feel bad and all of this, but I also am like Carl. This I just I'm like Lindsay don't pay, don't fight Carl's battles. Yeah, right. Like he should have that conversation with. Danielle in my opinion I think he could have easily pulled her aside and say hey we've been friends long enough I owe you this to tell you like I was really pissed off and really hurt because this is such a special moment for me I I just don't like and it gets tricky in a relationship because you know that is your partner but given their history I just think it would have been better from Carl
0: uh, I agree. I also think that in her confessional, she said, like, I need to talk to Carl. You can't just run from all your problems. Like, that's not okay. I think it would have been really good if she would have said that to maybe some of the people privately. Like, I get not wanting to say it in front of Carl, but like, and in front of him, being like, his mental health was the most important, which is true. Like, y- he needed to leave the house. They needed to get out. But I think maybe like saying something to Kyle, even being like, hey, like, I'm sure it's really weird that we just up and left. Like, Carl wasn't in a good place. I needed to support him. I needed to go with him and be there in that moment. But like, just know that, like, I don't think it was a great idea for us just to up and leave, like, and not come back to the house. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, because that made it so much more dramatic and then they didn't go to the boat. And I don't know. I just felt like, I I don't know. It just made it a little bit extra. And I, and I think she realized that, and it would have been nice for her to have said it. And I didn't get Like she'd have to say it to Danielle. I don't even think she needed to say it in the fight, but I think it would have been nice of her to say it to somebody else who was maybe a little bit, I think Kyle felt a little hurt. Like we're really good friends. You just said, we're le- I'm leaving to go to my real, like we've got real friends here. And then they left and then you don't come back to the house. And it does feel kind of like they only came back because I have a feeling that like an executive producer is like, look, it's in your contract. If you don't show up for this party.
2: Yeah. It's the showrunner like, like, like talk to them. And yeah. Like, like you you're need not getting paid. You're, you're, you're need to Show up. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, cosign everything that you just said there. Um, Before we get to the Lindsay and Danielle of it all, let's just briefly talk about some of the other moments in the episode that were take out or stood out to me. So Paige and Paige and, wow, where that accent. Paige. Paige, (laughs) Paige and Craig. When do you think do you think, when do you think, do you think they'll make it down the aisle? Is
0: my question for you. I do. Do you?
2: I do. I just – I do feel like if they don't work out, it's because of their
0: locations. Like geography. Yeah. Yes.
2: I don't really – I mean, I don't know. I could be mistaken. I know Craig has like really – he's like redone his kitchen, done a lot of remodeling in his house. He has a pool in his backyard now. It looks very nice. It looks very, very nice. So – but she still seems like New York girl through and through. Like she – just has been so adamant about not having a life in Charleston that I find it, I don't know what will change.
0: Yeah. they, they Lately, they've been traveling together. They watched the Vanderpump reunion together. Um, I, after listening to the pillows and beer episode with Madison, Craig kind of like under his breath, like a side thing was like, he's he said something about like they're talking about getting married in the future and stuff. And he said, you should just elope. That's what Paige wants to do. So I'm wondering if maybe some of it too is like all the pressure of it, because like both of them are kind of like high profile people in the sense that they're both on a reality show. We've seen their whole lives. She's an influencer, which means you have to share your life and share what you're wearing and share what you're doing. And so maybe part of her is like, look, this is a lot of stress. Like people are going to have like high expectations. I don't know. I maybe think like, okay, if she wants to elope, then may, like they've had that conversation.
2: Yeah, no. And that's fair. And I hear that a lot from the giggly squad people. Like they talk so much about their relationship and share so much on there. And then pillows and beer, of course. Um, The other thing that I wanted to get your hot take on is Maya and Oliver. So throughout this episode, we see Maya trying to play us. Um, Something's obviously up. She starts acting off. She's very distant towards Oliver. It's to us viewers like something shady is going on especially that we know they, they break up um but she doesn't want to say any of it on camera even sierra and and Paige have a conversation where they it almost felt like they were covering for her in some ways yeah they're like, where they're, they're like what's talk- up
0: with her or they're like yeah because like, she talked about wanting to break up with him i think they were kind of like look she's not going to say it like we got to do something here when she said her friends were on camera and then she told oliver to cover his mic i was a little disappointed i'm like girl you're on a reality show. Like you should have just sent him a text saying, Please don't come. Like, I know you cheated. There's gonna be cameras rolling. This is the finale. We'll have a conversation when I get back to New York. Like, why have him come? And I know she asked him, like, why are you here? Um I just think it's was, shitty. Yeah. It I is. don't it kind of reminds
2: me of like Robin shit. Like going back to Potomac, literally like you're eavesdropping over this breakup of a friendship. You're first to call out Lindsay and Carl and all their shit and all these different moments, but you're not willing to like have this conversation. Like that really annoyed me. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, girl, I what have been rooting for you, but now I'm rooting for you to get off.
0: Like, (laughs) Well, right. Like if you're not going to share your life and you're not like, and you want to hide your relationship and you're going to tell people like, oh, camera's on and we're mic'd up and this is the evolution of bravo cuz that would have been cut like 5 years ago. Um but yeah, like I think it's like you can't you don't get to control the story here yes. and um I think that's the part that's like kind of annoying cuz it's like everyone else is sharing a lot of shit. I mean, you know, the whole like Lindsay and Danielle's entire friendship is exploding this season, imploding this season and we're all like watching it happen and they're not saying like hey, let's do this off camera, you know? I It's
2: just weird. And then, like, I don't listen to her podcast with Sierra, but it's like the breakup details are on her podcast. And, again, I get that these reality stars who we love have all said, like, they should have a platform in some ways to tell their version of events because not everything makes it on camera. Someone who I think does a good job of that is Lala without interfering and also supporting the show. And Sam. Yeah, I agree. And Sam. I just don't appreciate, I don't appreciate it. So do you think she'll be back next season? Cause I don't,
0: I don't, I feel like, well, she was barely in it this season. I think that was kind of the nail in the coffin. Um, she'd have to really, really bring in at the reunion. And even then, I don't know. I mean, we think about good old Alex who came out with the, you know, he's the Honda civic of attractiveness, which is one of the top, I would say 20 one liners of a reunion. And he was still a one season wonder. So I, yeah, I don't think she's back. Um, all right, let's get into Lindsay and Danielle. My biggest thing that I couldn't get over. And I understand it's a defense mechanism because we saw a different side of her, but she was so cold and emotionless. And it wasn't just like, she was like, when she went back to Carl, she spun things very differently. She was like, I was chill and she was yelling at me. Yes. She was showing emotion because she was like trying to get you to say that you even cared. Like she was like, this friendship's been over. And like, why would like, Basically, it was was like saying because I, because Danielle said the relationship was moving too fast. In Lindsay's eyes, the friendship was over at that point, And it completely undoes, like that one comment undoes six years of being a really, really good friend, which I don't think is fair. I like, don't think it's fair. Say, yeah. Listen,
2: I think her, and we love Danielle, but I do think her behavior at the engagement party, like that Bad. would piss me off. Like, that was yeah. really bad. And I think she could have said that and focused on that. However, when Danielle is looking at her and I was like, dude, like, we have so much history and you're going to throw it all over lingering over this. The moment of I thought you're moving too fast, but yet Kyle airs at Carl's Dirty Laundry and they're yeah. cool. Like, that was a bigger hit, in my opinion.
0: Way bigger. Way bigger. Way
2: bigger. Um. The than what Danielle has done. I wish she would have said that, truthfully. I'm sure she kind of wishes she would have said that. But I mean, knowing now, yeah. Yeah, of course. But watching it, it was very sad how cold she was. And Danielle was clearly triggered by how cold she was because she was like, wipe that smuck look off your fucking face or whatever. Yeah. And then like collapsed and broke down while Lindsay goes out and acts, you know, shares her Side of the story, but then literally goes back to the party. And I think it's it's like a defense mechanism for her. She like puts up the wall real quick. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that's definitely a big piece of it. But I don't know. It was it was really tough to watch. I agree. Danielle's behavior. I wish she would have started off with it. Like when she said, I wanted to cheers you, I I want to celebrate you. Like, I I think when she's like, This could have been the like the engagement night, or she said something like that. I wish she would have said like I've been wanting to do this, like cheers, congratulations. I know my behavior that night didn't show it. And then, and say, I am very sorry. I had already been drinking. I had just found out I was, there was just a lot of things coming at me because there was never a time in my life where you could have told me that you'd get engaged and I wouldn't know. And I would feel like in the dark about your relationship and the man you're going to marry. And I think that would have been a little bit possibly more receptive. It's hard to say with Lindsay. Um, But kind of like we said, like, you know, several episodes ago, they're both stubborn and they both want to be right. And they just don't want to listen to the other person.
2: No, and it's all on television. And I feel like the game of telephone through the castmates and people like chirping, I don't want to say clouded the points because there's obviously a lot that we don't see as viewers. But it obviously didn't help. And I think it only grew them further apart. I don't foresee Danielle being at the wedding. I don't see that happening at all. I don't think the reunion have a band-aid and they're kumbaya. I think, you know, maybe time will heal things between them, but even if it does, I don't
0: know that it would ever be the same. So obviously there's gonna be some changes to summer house. They've made some like hints at this. Do you, cause there's a lot of like, well, maybe we have like the Hamptons and the like younger single people go and have fun. But Lindsay's actually only friends with, like, Sam, Gabby, you know, like, of the younger people that are single and trying to party and have fun. And I don't think that's a good mix. Like, I think if it's, like, you take out, like, Kyle, Amanda, Paige, Sierra, um, Danielle, and, like, I, I don't know. Like, I there's a hard – I don't know. It's going to be hard to figure out what they do or show more of their life in the city. But it was always kind of thought that it would be Danielle and Lindsay as part of that older group that we see more of their city life. Like I don't think we get three spinoffs here. I don't think we have a Lindsay and Carl. I almost feel like this whole situation might have like solidified them possibly not being on the show anymore because no one wants to watch people that don't want to hang out with other people like it's clearly mm-hmm. clear they don't want to be in the house they went to bed every night at 10 and as somebody who's done that but numerous times in my life and looks forward to it i also will turn up and have a really great night like when i want to and like when okay. i know it's the time is right and well, they the reverse never did. is like Paige has been in a bed like all the feedback of Paige is always in her bed um, true but she she shows up and wants to be there even though yeah. she wants to be in her bed like she and Half her cast is in the bed with her. I mean, with the the creation of the mega bed, I mean, she's, you know, she's filming
2: with people. I know she had a pillow line with Craig, but I'm waiting for her bed sponsorship um, to come through. That feels like a a lost opportunity, putting that out in the universe for her. But that wraps up Summer House. Um, Reunion's coming. I'm honestly dreading it a bit. It's not filling my cup like Vanderpump, but we will watch and tell you what we think. So moving on to Hotlanta.
0: Uh, Okay. I actually loved that BravoCon was part of the storyline because I think, first of all, this is only the second BravoCon we've had. But typically, like, the way they filmed or the way it's happened, it was almost like we don't talk about it. I don't know if anybody remembers, but, like, with Beverly Hills, there was this whole thing where, like, it became really obvious that they filmed a scene with Brandy. and. Kim actually after they got back from a trip, not before, because they left to go to Europe straight from BravoCon. So they wouldn't have flown back to California to then go to Europe. But so they could they didn't talk about it because then that would have exposed that little like glitch in the timeline. But I liked that BravoCon was brought up and they're like, hey, what you said at the panel, and then Mama Joyce and her drama, like I was like, okay, you know, like a lot is said there. And it kind of seems like it's like says there and the fans talk about it, but then it kind of dies. And so I I like that. It was part of the show. And I love when Kenya was like, squash that beef. Because that's <laughs> did a, a big segment of what they do. It was yeah, really funny. Yeah,
2: I thought it was just, I thought it was fun. It's honestly, and it's interesting to hear in their perspective. Also, as Candy's going through her checklist of all the shit that she has going on, I don't think there's a harder working woman on Bravo than Candy Burris. I'm going to give her her roses. I do hate sometimes how she does. And this comes up later on in the episode of like kind of dictates like, kind of what she wants to share a little bit, um, trying to control the narrative, which again, I'm not on reality TV. I understand that people do it, but I want to commend her on how hardworking she is. Let's talk about the Drew Sedora, talking about another BravoCon kind of element crossover. So we have Potomac and Atlantic crossover with Candace and Drew. Drew is trying to get back into the singing game. Candace invites her, and like our perception, I thought it was going to be a full blown duet, but it's just 40 seconds.
0: I love you. I'm there for you. (laughs) I love you. I'm there for you. It kind of reminded me of like Buddy the Elf because it was like very, it was like a really weird thing they were doing. It's like, hi, I'm here and I'm singing a song. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And it was, I, so I will say, massive improvement from Sonia that she, Someone's like, it took me longer to win my medal. That it like, like I was, I ran longer to win my medal in like a 400 meter race sprint than the amount of time that she sang with Candace. I will also say this crossover fell flat for me. I think if you're going to cross over Potomac and Atlanta, so much opportunity. Why wasn't Ashley Darby brought in? Why wasn't, I don't know, like, why weren't more of them there? So I get it was in Atlanta, but. It would have been a really fun thing for them to do to have like the grand dame there or have more of them there supporting the show. Um, Yeah, I think it should have been more of actually like a song. I also feel like there should have been like a little after party. Like I know they went back to that little room, but like they should have had dinner and drinks. And then Candace and her husband should have been there and some other women from Potomac. I don't know. I just feel like there could have been a lot. It was a missed opportunity with that crossover. There could have been a lot of fun had. Absolutely. And so the core fight of this episode kind of
2: gets to the end. Um, it's, you know, it was kind of a fourth wall moment. It it seemed fine on the show, but uh, the women are together. And Drew kind of asked about the shooting that happened, but the way she phrased it was like incident. She didn't say shooting. And then Marlo basically had a bone to pick with her because she's like, you are protect not protecting isn't the right thing but she's like why don't you call kind it of what covering
0: it, is? it trying to cover it up yeah almost. so like yeah. why are
2: you covering like why not call it what it is and she went off like this was old school marlo this is not therapy marlo she went off um in terms of that argument between the two do you side with drew and candy or marlo do you think marlo has a point
0: i think marlo has a point i think it's um the fact that, like, this whole, like, bullets thing, they're trying to, like, you know, are you going to have, you know, bullets or brunch? um, Bullets or biscuits? Um, I think they're, that Candy's trying to hide it. And, like, I think the other, some of the women are leaning into it. Some of them aren't. Um I don't know. I'm on Marlo's side because I also feel like, too, when she shared that story, I was like, well, that's, like, that sucks. That's really sad. And the fact that, like, she said Candy made it sound like she never knew him or, like, didn't really, like. Then they showed the clip um, and the text messages. I I don't know. It would be hard not to be on Marlo's side, I feel like, in that situation. What about you? Couldn't agree more. I'm Team Marlo.
2: Well, that wraps up this week. Let's get to our shout-out.
0: So if you've been following along on Instagram, you know that I love golf. I love watching golf in the PGA. I'm um, giving my shout-out this week to Michael Block, who was the, like, America's sweetheart of the PGA championship this last weekend. For those of you that don't watch golf, I totally get it. But I will tell you on a Sunday afternoon, the sweet sounds of Jim Nance. There is nothing better. His voice is like therapeutic. Uh, But Michael Block is a PGA at a country club, which just means he's um, or he's the pro at the country club, which just means he he's really good at golf. He teaches other people how to play it, but he's not like out there doing the tour and he somehow qualified for it did a great job, made the cut did so well that he got paired up with Rory to play on the final day, which is he's one of the best golfers. That's a really big deal. And then he hits the most incredible hole in one. And he's so humble and just like, I don't know. It's just such an inspiring story. He's not like this young guy coming into it. I mean, he has like grown kids. His wife was there crying, watching him realize his dreams. And he's now getting invited um, to other big golf tournaments. So just, I love people we talked about with Martha Stewart. I just love people who like, will achieve dreams later in life. Cause I think it's a great story for all of us to like not give up.
2: Yeah, it's a good reminder that's like, you're never too old to go after the things that you want to do. Um, like us, I mean, yeah, not or the same, but like doing a thirties podcast
0: podcasting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Late thirties podcasting. Uh, okay. So my shout out is an obvious one. I'm going to give it to the queen of endorsements, Ariana Maddox, <laughs> cashing in left and right. She duped us all with her moving out and it was a SoFi person alone. She even duped the... Like the blogs, the tabloids, uh, page if you six will. was page six.
0: They thought they got an exclusive.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, it's just like so funny. So I give her and then raising canes, big razor. Like she is cashing uber one, in. uber one, big names. And I feel like if I were in her shoes, I would do the same. Bloomingdale's. That's another one. I can only imagine how much money she's making, and hopefully, she's her. getting closer to. Yeah. Whatever the situation is with the house of eventually leaving, we have some information. Um, we'll talk about her call her daddy interview. We'll talk about some more of the um, Scandal headlines on our Patreon. So guys, as a quick reminder, in case you didn't know and you're new around here, Abby and I are working full time moms. Um, we are now recording this on a Thursday night when we would both probably like to be sleeping,
0: but, Central Standard but time. we yeah. love
2: this and it's a passion of ours. And so many of you have helped us. So I'm saying this, if you want to support us, there's two ways to do it. One, you can leave us a five-star rating, a written review. Our goal is to get to a thousand, help us do that. Number two, you can join Patreon, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. You can join for as little as $3 a month. You basically get a bonus episode from us discussing things regarding pop culture or things that um, are happening outside of the Bravo shows.
0: And with that, we will catch you next week.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old.